You've heard of the big four of thrash? Bet you haven't heard of the flannel five. Yes, the top five bands of grunge, the flannel five. Clever, isn't it? Anyways, we're going to rank the flannel five here. Stick around on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. You're listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Changing rock history, one podcast at a time. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus Hard Rock and Metal Circus Edition. My name's Walker, and this is Texas Ranger. Why'd I gotta be Texas Ranger? <laughs> okay. This is Walker, and I'm Texas Ranger. No, I liked it better the first time. Okay. I'm Walker, and this is Texas <laughs> Ranger. You're listening to Ludini uh, Hard Rock and Metal Circus. Go to LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. Tons of cool stuff there, including merchandise. Um... Lots of cool shows, different podcasts that we do, rock and rants, guitar cast. I even do private podcasts. You can't catch those there, and I will tell you guys a little bit more. Um, I've done a couple private podcasts now. They're very cool, where I get to play music and do things that I can't do at large here in the bigger internet world. Uh, For instance, uh, I did a show this week on Winger's latest album, Karma, and we talked about that, and very cool, and got some people hanging out with us, so I'll tell you a little bit more about how you can get on that a little bit later, but LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com is our website, so please check back off, and for all the cool Ludini things that are happening there, you're going to like it. Loop and say, you're going to like it. <laughs> so anyway, so um, tonight's uh, topic is the Flannel Five. We're going to be t- ranking... Yeah. Them. Yes. From, so we're going to five, four, three, two, one. And no Hawkins tonight. No Hawk tonight. Hawk is tied up with something else. So there will be no Hawk. Tied up sounds pretty good, though. But he is tied up. So we'll have to ask Samantha about that next week. (laughs) All right, Lily. So before we get into tonight's topic, we always like to, uh, you know, just kind of talk about what we did over the week and what happened. And so what. I know you, you're always out and about seeing cool bands and doing fun stuff. So what is going on in the world of Lily V6 this week? This week, finally, my concerts are winding down a little bit. On Sunday, I did see uh, Buck Cherry, which was amazing. By the way, they played stuff from their new album, War Paint. Played some old stuff. It was really good. Uh, they play Crazy Biatch. You know what? It was probably the last song. And I left before that because it's not my favorite. <laughs> gotcha. So I had driven from Rochester to New York to freaking Jurgles <laughs> to watch the show. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a good show though. And it was, I got our signed CD, which is pretty sweet. And then uh, this week, all I have is Stabbing Westward on Thursday. Also, we'll be at Jurgles. I got the VIP, good stuff. So that will be fun. I'll go live for that as well. But it's going to wind down a little bit for me in April. So there's not going to be as many shows. Men back in May will be crazy again. Oh, also Kiss is on Saturday. If anybody cares, I won't be going. But uh, Kiss is going to be at PPG Arena on Saturday. If you want to go, if you want to go to a show and listen to some great pre-recorded music. And pay over overpay and overpay <laughs> but but the guys from kiss will be in the room with you mm-hmm. so that is um 
you know, that's a plus, right? Sure. Okay. They're not ancient, no, but cool. Never heard of them. Wow. <laughs> Keith would be happy to know that I'm not going to that. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Because he'll be like, don't play live feeds of that. Next week's show, we already have a plan. We're going to be talking about the dirt. So we're giving everybody a chance to see it. I actually have not watched it yet. I'm going to watch it, but I have not watched it yet. So, and I know you've seen it. Twice. And uh, so we're going to be getting into the dirt next week. Uh, plan is to s- have some kind of setup here where we can all look at it. Sort of like a commentary yeah, kind of deal. Yeah, kind of a, do, do a kind of a commentary on it. That's the plan. Is it going to work out? I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll wing it. We'll, we'll wing it. We'll make it figure out. I will play around with the technology this week and see if we can get it going. Oh, I saw Mike Champ, a Tramp and John Karabi on Thursday, too. Yeah, how, see, I want to see those guys play electric. Like, I don't know. The acoustic thing just doesn't interest me. Was it good? It was good. I saw John play acoustic before, though, and he, he does a little uh, Aerosmith. He does a little Motley Crue. He does a little Dead Daisies, a little bit of everything. And he talks, he does stories in between, so it's like storytellers kind of deal. Uh, Mike Tramp also. Who's Mike Tramp again? He's from um, White Lion. Oh. Bass player? I think he's the guitar player. Oh, I thought Vito Brada was the guitar player in White Lion. I'm sure it's been switched many times. Vito Brada <laughs> is the man. I did get to meet both of them, both very sweet, and it was uh, got some signed stuff and pictures and all that. But it was a cool show for it being un- unplugged. I'm glad it was because I'm telling you what, I wasn't ready to party on Thursday after really my like two. Chill. I needed a nice mellow show, is what I needed. <laughs> All right, then. Okay, guys, we're going to get into our bands tonight. We have a few to get to, and uh, we might, I'm going to try to play um, as much music as we can. I'm going to open with Lovesick because we had Lovesick uh, set up for last week, and we were we did not get to them. So we're going to crank up some Lovesick, some sick love, mother effers. But this is a great track called End Up Dead Lovesick on the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. My mind is numb, my heart is tense, going crazy.
this cycle, I'll just lose my mind. I think I sold my soul. I might never break this cycle, I'll just lose my mind. I think I sold my soul. I might be dead this night. It's running out for me. I need to fix my head. Love sick baby. No, that's not what they were doing. Love sick everybody. Very cool band. Um, they you can go to lovesickrocks.com and check out all the love sickness for yourself. You can get down with the sickness. Ah, oh, thank you. I'll be here all week, or at least for the next hour. Well, next, at least for the next <laughs> hour. You know, all, all week, next hour, whatever. Okay, so. There are these bands that were big during that uh, time, that very dark period in music. <laughs> called, the dark ages. Called the grunge era. Oh, grunge. Oh, grunge. One of the banes of my existence. No, I mean... It depends. It depends. Just, you know, it's like old people's, you know, underwear. Oh, right. We're going to compare grunge to old people's underwear. I like it. So let's t- let's uh, first of all let's put it out there who the Flannel Five are and that is Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Stone Temple Pilots. That's the that's the Flannel Five. I understand that not, they're they're all not the same. They're all a little bit different. That's kind of what makes it cool. Hello. Yeah. I know. And so Stone Temple Pilots wasn't grunge. I'm not saying, but they were all big at that time. They were still part And I of think the you movement. can find some pictures with the DeLeo brothers wearing some flannels. So just, just, just calm your little wee wee down, okay? Because you're out of control. I'm sure. tired of these people getting out of control. I love when people anal- oh, like overanalyze it. It makes me laugh. Oh, God. I mean, <laughs> I just read them. I'm like, oh, man. We had, you know, you never know what's going to get people fired up. And this is one of the things. This was one of them. I mean, we put it up there and people went nuts. Now, I have to give credit where credit's due. I did not come up. I think that the, the title is very cute, the Flannel Five. I did not invent that. I listened to Eddie Trunk and somebody had written him a letter. It was very interesting. This is a guy that had taken over Eddie's position at the radio station where Eddie originally worked. Okay. And he's called, he's, he sent him an email and said, you know, we know who the big four of thrash are. So what about the flannel five? And then he had something like the new metal six and something like the millennial seven or something That's like that. That's kind of fun. Yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of cool, but this one caught my attention the most. Some of the bands, I, I New metal is kind of like a bad word to some uh, people, so I just I fear we wouldn't go there yet. We might do a thing. Someday. You know what? Couldn't we do a thing on new metal? I'm not knowledgeable enough, but I could try. I mean, I could research. I'm not knowledgeable in anything. I just I'm just a <laughs> nerd. <laughs> so I well, I'm glad you look crap it. up online and listen to it. And I get on kicks, you know, with um, different stuff. Uh, like I, I get. I get on kicks with like, I'll listen to, I, I just get like addicted to listen to Eddie Trunks. You can just listen. 
I know you're not a big YouTube fan, but you don't have to watch. It's just him talking. So you just put them on YouTube so you can, yeah. you know. So right now I'm on a Tom Likas. You know who Tom Likas is? I'm on a, I'm a, I'm, I'm completely addicted to Tom Likas. If you don't know who Tom Likas is, when you get a chance, search Tom Likas on YouTube. Many of you will. A lot of you may never speak to me again after this, <laughs> but I absolutely freaking love his show. Uh, but I've been on Eddie, Ki- Eddie Trunk Kicks, Joe Rogan Kicks. I go through different people, you know what I mean? So, but Eddie is usually, I mean, he is the guy in many ways. Him and Ricky Rackman are oh, the guys love that man. For, for hard rock and heavy metal, the way that it, we think of hard rock right. and heavy metal, you know. I met him. Cool dude. So anyway, so so I so I pay attention, and I'm I know where the bread's butter. I have no issues with, um, uh, you know, stealing <laughs> when I should have been buying. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh my goodness, the the commercials, YouTube. You know, uh, we have to come up with a better. That's system. why I don't like YouTube. I have to keep skipping, skip, so. Skip. And quite frankly, I forget about it a lot of the time. Anyways, so that is who. That's the origin of the flannel five. So you guys got the picture here. Do we have, before we jump in and start ranking, do we have any comments so far on tonight's show? As far as the as topic far as goes. Any, anything. Let's, let's give, you know, we, we do this thing live on Rock, by the way, I, I keep forgetting, Rock Rage Radio, guys, Rock Rage, you can download the app or go to rockrageradio.com and because, man, if you guys love great rock, that's like 24-7, it's going all the time. So you can hear great music all the time. And they are nice enough to put this crazy thing on on Sundays at noon. Thank you, John and Gigi. We love you guys. We're not worthy. Actually, we are. But anyways, um, so rockrageradio.com. Download the app. You can listen to great rock all the time. So we are live on Rock We got Rock Rage Radio live on Facebook. And the reason we do this is because we like to talk to you guys. So what do we got there, Lil V6? We got Billy Altman and Tim Paul. Billy Altman says hi and that he's here. <laughs> Chris Glad. Thunderwolf Dodson. Uh, I think I'm going to, if I bought your name, I apologize. I'm bad at this. Sal Quintero, Mike Eichert, Keita Monet, Todd Kane. Hello. Todd says, uh, here from Kansas City, Missouri. Todd! Uh, Hutch Hutchinson, Dave Hutch. Haney said the dirt was awesome. That's his view on that already. And that's all we got. Oh, Keith is watching or was watching for a moment. Then he jumped off. I, I don't know what he's doing. He told me that he wasn't going to be able to. <laughs> he might have just jumped on as it went live because it probably reminded him. <laughs> yeah. I, well, yeah, I have him uh, tagged and mm. all that jazz. So anyways, guys, so we're doing this live and uh, we love your comments. So we'll periodically check in with the live feed. So, Lil, let's go ahead and get into our rank ranking here. We've got these five bands. You want to do any kind of history? You want to talk a little bit about the grunge year? How do you want to start? Um, we can do some history. I got some history. I know Lil's all about the, she's our resident rock historian here. I like to so read. So go ahead and give us a little <laughs> bit of rundown about the, uh, the whole situation with the Flannel Five. Okay. So, um, I will start with Pearl Jam, American rock band formed in 1990 in Seattle, Washington, fronted by the Eddie Vedder, um, formed sort of after the demise of Mother Love Bone, which was Gossard and immense band. Uh, their debut album was 10. Uh, released in 1991, and they are one of the key bands during the grudge movement in the 90s, and they often shunned popular music industry practices like making music videos or giving interviews. They sort of weren't there for the whole commercialized aspect of it. They were just there to make music, and they spent much of their time tearing apart their own fame. 
However, they did sell 32 million albums in the U.S. and 85 million worldwide. One of the most influential bands of the decade and dubbed the most popular American rock and roll band of the 90s. Also, probably much to their dismay, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2017. <laughs> really? Do you really think they really don't like that? I, I mean, think... I mean, they were freaking huge but i can't they listen. say and, you know, like, that's put, sort of part of the grunge though i know that's part of that's part of the sort of whole that's grunge the thing that's the whole part of the shtick um but vetter like went as far as to try to make the songs less catchy just because he didn't want them to be that popular i don't know i feel wow. like you're making music that you want people to like it right if you're like big time i don't know that's just me I, i'm not I, a musician so i don't know <laughs> yeah i I don't think that, first of all, I don't think that they turned down any of the money. <laughs> I don't think they like, gave any money back. Like I always say. I think, those, they got, I think they got a lot of chicks. Like they always say, or like I always say in grunge music, I'm sure, you know, they they write sappy, not sappy, but very sad, depressing lyrics. And their songs are all like, yeah, man, we don't care. But I'm sure they just go ahead and cry on their paychecks they got every week. So. <laughs> That's my whole thing with grunge. I don't hate it. I just don't love it. It got rid of my glam, which we all know I'm a huge fan of. So. Um, <laughs> well, did it really? No, it just kind of interfered there. Right, just kind of wedged its butt. I in. think that there is a um, changing of the guard. You could you can't rank music strictly by decades, but there is a sort of decadal thing that happens with rock and pop music. And and Billy I, Altman, they are grunge, so stop arguing. And I think that there was just, it was a natural kind of like music was changing. It just had to, it just new sounds had to come out. People were doing new stuff. It was sort of. And time. it was a, you know, it was just, you know, we can't always have the same forever and ever. Amen. I, I think, you know, we've talked about this and I won't dwell on this, but I think that the name Hair metal is, you know, is a derogative term meant to make fun glam. out of that music that came out of the eighties. Like <laughs> so, in any, any in any case, uh, so that's the sort of uh, ba- that's the sort of lowdown on the Pearl Jammers. Um, but that wasn't the only band, right, Lil? No, of course not. We also have Stone Temple Pilots or STP, <laughs> American rock band from San Diego, California. They were actually formed in 1989, but under the name Mighty Joe Young. I don't know if... I didn't know that. Um, Originally fronted by Scott Weiland. uh, He eventually was fired in 2013. Uh, He had sketchy stuff going on there. Also, you know, drug problem. And then uh, Chester Bennington took over uh, in 2015. Or, no, right after that, and then quit in 2015. Then... their debut album was Core in 1992. It was a huge commercial success. So commercially, they were one of the uh, most successful bands of the 90s. Uh, 18 million albums in the U.S., 40 million worldwide. They separated uh, in 2002 and started back up in 2008 for a reunion tour. Uh, they are uh, initially ri- they were initially rising to fame as part of the grunge movement of the 90s, um, but then they sort of kind of were influenced by psychedelic rock, bossa nova, classic rock. So they were called grunge impersonators. For a while. So a lot of people don't consider them grunge. However, they are. A um, lot of problems with Scott Weiland. And unfortunately, he did uh, die from an overdose of alcohol, pills, and cocaine on his tour bus. Also, Chester Bennington, who fronted the band for a while, committed suicide by hanging, was found dead in his home. 
Is that band just like bad luck? I think it might be. <laughs> Stone Temple Pilot Curse. Um, I love, I love, I love Stone Temple. Pilot. Anything else on them before we move? I, on? I, they were just told that they were a ripoff of Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains, but it's just due to them having the same influences. Says them. That's all I got on them. Okay. Um, Alice, who do you want to talk about next? Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, or Nirvana? I got Nirvana. Okay, hit it. American rock band formed in Aberdeen, Washington, 1987, by lead singer Kurt Cobain and basic, bassist Chris Novoselic. Um, they sort of established uh, themselves as part of the Seattle grunge scene. Their debut album was Bleach in 1989, gained unexpected worldwide success with t- Smells Like Teen Spirit off their second album, Nevermind. Ranked one of the greatest songs in the history of rock music, while the album Nevermind is one of the greatest albums of all time. So says all that media. <laughs> Their success widely popularized alternative rock and grunge, and Cobain was dubbed the spokesman of a generation, with Nirvana being the flagship band of Generation X. And Nirvana, you, if you don't know who Nirvana is, Shame uh, on you've you. been living under a rock. <laughs> who do you got next? We've got two more. Two more. I got Soundgarden, American rock band formed in Seattle, Washington, 1984, fronted by Chris Cornell, dissolved in 97, reformed in 20. 20- 10 uh, semi seminal creators of grunge first band assigned first grunge band assigned to a major label AM records in 1989 and they did not co- achieve commercial success until um, early 90s with the rest of the flannel five debut album was ultra mega okay in 1988 but their biggest success was super unknown in 1994 uh, broke up in 1997 due to fighting over creative direction returned in 2010 and unfortunately Chris Cornell is no longer with us either I know so. The grunge, the grunge curse. Okay, and what's was one more, right? Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains. American rock band, Seattle, Washington, formed in 1987, fronted by the wonderful Lane Staley. Um, took its name from Staley's previous group, glam metal band, Alice in Chains. Crazy. Uh, widely associated with the grunge, but they incorporate heavy metal elements. In fact, they consider themselves to be heavy metal. Uh, band is known for their distinct vocal style, which uh, included the harmonized vocal between Staley and Cantrell, which I totally love their vocals. Um, sold over 14 million records U.S., 30 million records worldwide. Um, never officially disbanded in 1996, but they were plagued, plagued with inactivity due to Staley's substance abuse and resulted in his death in 2002. <laughs> all right. Go grunge with all your deaths and everything. It's happy times, good times, suicide, depressing, drug overdose. Mu- yeah. depressing music. That's what it is, guys. <laughs> I think that maybe you know. I think that there's something like about where people kind of start living out their own. They say believe they believe their own press, and I kind of wonder if that that's kind. of, I mean, if you look at the '80s bands with all the partying and everything, they really lived up to that. And these bands with all their Anti flannel everything. <laughs> they kind of lived up to it as well. Sure did. Uh, crazy. So stuff. depressing. We're and you know what? Some of this stuff's really good though. We're, yes. And we're going to come back and uh, start ranking these MFers here in a minute. But uh, before we get into that, I want to play you guys a band that um, I just heard for the first time today. They're called Diesel Beast. And it's too bad Keith isn't on here. We could ded- we'll dedicate this to Diesel, Keith's dog. Oh. So Diesel Beast of the Crawl on the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. Diesel 
The Crawl by Diesel Beast. Diesel Beast. Like you want to say it like that. Um, Diesel Beast, The Crawl. And let me give you the uh, info on those guys. Dieselbeastband.com. Check them out. Just sick rock. We open, speaking of sick, we opened with Love Sick, and that was Diesel Beast. We've got Lou Lombardi, Strange Love, and then Winter's Descent as well coming up. So stick around. We've got a lot of great music for you. So now let's talk about our ranking here. Um, so we have to rank them, and we're going to go like five, five. to one. Now, before we do that, we ran a post on Facebook. The Facebook. And asked you guys, hey, what do you think? You know, what is out of the flannel five? We asked what your number one pick was. So we weren't going to ask you guys to actually like do all the work of like ranking, but just kind of give you. And uh, I'm going to throw a few of them. Um, Billy Altman, Alice in Chains, because they were the ones who started grunge. And that started a whole bunch of arguments. Everybody jumped in and <clears throat> wanted he's to beat, wrong. Up, beat up Billy Altman. <laughs> Billy, we love you, buddy. I love you. I don't care. Sure, if you want to say that's the band that started, go for it. Um, so it seemed a bit all over the place. A lot for Alice in Chains, though. It seemed like, and I can't say that that is the truth, in, in like the, some kind of objective truth. However, I just think that our fans tend to like a lot of Alice in Chains. Mm-hmm. So... And Jay Wiley says the Screaming Trees. And sorry, Jay, that wasn't a... Uh, that's not an option, bro. That's not an option. But Jay, I love Jay. Jay's got a great band as yeah. well. He's a great singer. I know Jay. Um, so anyway, so so we got a lot of votes for uh, um, for Alice in Chains and some, some, some for Soundgarden. I don't see anybody on here who said Pearl Jam or Nirvana. <laughs> so that's interesting. <clears throat> so speaking of that, Lily, what is your number five? My number five um, is going to be Pearl Jam. And the reason being, I just cannot stand listening to Eddie Vedder sing. And I know people are going to shit on me for that, but I just can't stand it. It actually hurts my ears to listen to that man sing. <laughs> I, he would be at the bottom. They, they would be at the bottom of my list too. That was one of those bands like, I I like alive started on the radio and I go oh cool and then the singing would start to go oh really it's just really mm. that that's that's what you're doing for vocals huh <laughs> okay you know the music sounds good um, yeah it's just one of those bands like you know if I was judging a battle of the bands and those guys would have played I'd have been like you guys are great you need, but you, you need to get a new singer you need to tweak that. <laughs> just a yeah, little. I, I, this is one of those, I, you know, Lily and I are totally on the same page with that. I uh, just not a big um, Eddie Vetter fan. So, Lil, what you got? Um, so, so I, we, anything else we need to say about that? Uh, I think that just pretty much that says pretty much it covers all. it. And what is your number four? My number four is Nirvana. I just. I had a huge crush on Kurt Cobain when I was like 13. Wow. wow. Things we did not know about Yes, Lily. normally you wouldn't. I don't like blondes anymore. However, I was also 13 and stupid. Anyway, Nirvana, wow. I just, I sort of gets under my skin because they're kind of the ones that started this whole thing, in my opinion, Billy. 
<laughs> they're sort of the ones that started this whole thing and I just I just can't get it like there's a couple songs they have that I like but that's maybe like three songs and I just can't get into the whole I'm a spokesperson of a generation yet I hate everybody sort of thing with Kurt Cobain what he used to do oh and he was murdered sorry I had to throw that out there <laughs> <laughs> hate not a murdered guy shame on you <laughs> well um I I honestly the rest of the bands on the list I, I, I really I like them all <clears throat> I, I probably though would put Nirvana just personally at number four just for my personal thing for this kind of the same reasons that you did because I was really into bands like Queensryche and mm. Extreme oh, yeah, yeah. and then this th- then Kurt Cobain happened and when I first heard Nirvana I really thought they were just terrible I thought like what the hell is this like this is awful. Like there's like nothing, but <laughs> I start. I was giving guitar lessons at the time and a, a lot of kids, kids, Jared Grease, who watches, he's a, was one of my students and Jared, you were one of the people that really turned me on to Nirvana because you brought in Nirvana and you wanted to learn some of the songs. And as I started to teach the songs, I went like, wow, this guy is a is a songwriter like he's a like a songwriter songwriter like this guy is like up there with like the great songwriters of like of all time he's up there with with Lennon McCartney and Paul Simon and the whole lot of those guys and I began and then when I learned the guitar parts and everything I realized oh there's a lot it, it's deceptive there's a lot more going on than you realize it sounds <laughs> a little more simple than it really is. <clears throat> Uh, also, his ear, his ear for melody and where he would go melodically with things was just very unusual and fun and different and fresh. And I, I ended up growing to like really kind of really dig them. Although there were bands of that era, just because of my pedigree and the music that I kind of gravitate towards that I liked better as a band. But I ultimately came to really like I ultimately come to really enjoy them. And I do play, I was telling Lily on the break, I do play in a Nirvana tribute act. And it's fun. It's not the most challenging, you know, guitar music (laughs) in it. Um, But to see, to play music like that and to have people really get into it and have a really good time with it and to sort of kind of relive that a little, that era a little bit. I will admit that that it's a good time. But that is sort of like, I'd probably, Lily and I, I think we're so far, we're going to be on the same page pretty much with this whole thing. (laughs) But that's kind of where I am um, as well. Um, Let's do number three and then we'll play another song. Okay. My number three is actually going to be Stone Temple Pilots. Um, I think Scott Weiland was a fantastic performer, a great singer. Um, so it was sort of hard for me to rank the last three on here, but this is where they're going to go for me because the other two just uh, were a little better for me. Um, this is the one I've seen twice with Scott Weiland. I saw at X Fest in 1999, and I saw him or STP at um, what was that place called Chevy Amphitheater? In Station Square, I saw okay, I saw them there. That's where I saw within the last ten years. Okay. I saw them there, and I can't remember what year it is. But I loved. I do. I did love watching them perform. 
So that's where they're going to rank for me on there. The, 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 yeah, the, the three, two, one on this for me could kind of be interchangeable. I really, it, depending on what day of the week you <laughs> ask me, um, I might rank Stone Temple Pilots as my number one just because I love their, the fact that they were, sounded very contemporary, but yet they had a definite foot in the Led Zeppelin doors Black Sabbath thing. They had a foot in, they had that, you know, they were firmly rooted in that. Whereas I felt like the rest of the bands were rooted a little bit more in punk rock and alternative. What we, it was funny when people called it grunge, but quite frankly, if you grew, if you listened to college radio in the 80s, that's what you heard. It was, it was this music. This is college rock. It just became. Mainstream. Grunge. Yeah. They, but they <laughs> called it grunge. But it really, it was just the music that you heard on, that didn't get played on the commercial radio stations. The college stations played it. And I remember before that music broke, going to bars in college and parties and stuff like that. And people playing these kind of like underground or college rock band. R.E.M. was a college rock yeah. band. I don't know <clears> them either though. Yeah. I, I didn't <laughs> think you would. But that's a good, great example of how like. It, and I think what happened was my sort of theory on this before we go to play the next song is that the people that liked college rock became the A&R people. They, they got jobs, you know, they graduated college in the early eighties. They got jobs in the industry and they just promoted the music that they liked. They promote, that's why all these bands had this big explosion because you had A&R people, the older, the, the people from the 70s, 60s and 70s A&R guys, they were gone, they, they were retired, they were in other industries because you don't last long. That's a very, the industry is really tough. And if you sign a band and they tank, you're fired. Bye. And you're probably not going to get back into the industry. You're like, the, you know, goodbye, good luck, good riddance, you're out. Peace so, out. <laughs> so, so these guys, you know, these, the, the, the industry brought in the people that they, the sounds that they grew up listening to on college radio. I think that was another reason for the emergence and the popularity of hip hop really kind of breaking big in the nineties as well. Uh, it's just that sort of not only just changing of the musical guard, but changing of the guard within the actual music business. So a little bit of insight there on that for you. This is Lou Lombardi, strange love, the killing on the Ludini rock and roll circus.
Lou Lombardi's Strange Love there, guys, with The Killing. And you can go to lulombardimusic.com and just some free downloads and stuff there. So you can uh, check that out. Lily and I were talking during the song about um, some movies and music. We were t- the, the subject came up of Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. <laughs> Awful. And Slavia on Res, if you look at the watch the movie, the guy who pl- Ace was too wasted. He never showed up, and it's a like black dude playing Ace. And he doesn't. They don't get. They, so they like didn't give him a lot of lines. He's like, yeah, uh huh. You know, like I have to go and rewatch like it. Now. Yeah, so it, he doesn't say a lot of lines. Um, and I think that was Ace's. Oh crap! There's music playing. Let me go back. Uh, there, there's. Uh, I think it's Ace's pro was like kind of Ace protesting against it. Against <laughs> against the against this monstrosity. Yeah, what the hell are you guys making me like, do? Why? Yeah, he was not all about it. He just wanted to be in a rock band and play guitar and and the top. the top two boys want to market as much as they can. Well, you know what can you do? I mean, that's you know, you know, it's it's hard to. I don't want to. Say, it's kind of hard to argue with that amount of success. I don't know. We could do a show on Kiss. We could do a show we on Kiss to, merch. We, <laughs> we, yeah. We'll have to wait. We'll have to do it like one of these nights when Keith can't make it. Cause yeah, because he won't come he's on. He's definitely not going not gonna to do that show with us. <laughs> but in any case, so speaking of Kiss, let's get the last. So we're talking about, we're ranking our, the flannel five. So who is at number five? Pearl Jam. Who is number four? Nirvana. Who's number three? STP. Okay, who's your number two? Number two is Soundgarden. Soundgarden. And let me tell you, that was hard for me to choose between the two because I really do love Soundgarden. Um, it is sort of like on the sadder stuff that I don't typically like, but I just love Chris Cornell's voice, so that's why I picked them. I, re- I was blown away when I saw the video to Outshined on MTV. I was like, what the hell is this? It was heavy and big and just kind of kind of like a precursor almost to like doom. Like it's mm. really, it's this slow, sludgy kind of song with this super heavy. Good and, and the band really grooves, you know. It's one thing to be super heavy and kind of doing that sludgy kind of thing. But when you have a when you've got a rhythm section that can really groove and really be in the pocket, it just really kind of moved. And that man's voice, just unfreaking real, just Super one of the most amazing. No sing- yeah, I just like one. Of the, I, I I mean, he's up in there with the great rock singers of all time. I mean, I would put him up right up there with the Robert Plants and the Axl Roses and the Rob Halfords. And all those guys, he's in that league. He's that kind of singer. And I think out of all of these bands, as much as I love Scott Weiland and as much as I love Lane Staley, Chris Cornell is like head and shoulders above all those guys. He just is that classic, amazing, high tenor, belted out rock singer that we all love, that, you know, that made rock great. Since the, you know, since, since the beginning, since, since, you know, like I said, since 
the, the Sabbaths and the, uh, the the Led Zeppelins and the Deep Purples. I mean, he's like a Glenn, Ian Gillen, you know, only you know, only with his own vibe, whatever you want to call it, vibe style. I like the vibe niche. So number one is Alice in Chains. Now, why do you love Alice in Chains okay. so much? I got a couple and, reasons. And do you understand? Do you do you, have, do you know this, do you have the story of how they got that name? Yeah, because um, that used to be Lane Staley's glam metal band name. Because he was in a glam metal band first, and that was which, his stage name. No, that was the name, the of, the name of the band. And hence the reason I like them best out of all of them. They're the light, least grungy. Lane Staley had a, Staley had a very glam look. And his voice was phenomenal with Cantrell's, which is why they're my number one. Those guys, him and Jerry Cantrell, had like amazing harmonies. Yes, they when those guys said they did, they created a very unique sound. That is one of the all these bands have something that really kind of stands out. That like you go like, wow, that's different. That's really cool. And for me, Pearl Jam, it's the interplay between the two guitar players. With Stone Temple Pilots, it's that root in the classic rock thing. You know, that's kind of what sets them apart. With Nirvana, it's the songwriting. It's just this it's unbelievable, you know, different level songwriting. With Soundgarden, it's Chris Cornell. And I, I got to give props to Kim Thale, who's a very interesting guitar player. Very, very different. Just, you know, kind of a kind of a Jimmy Page kind of guitar player with alternate tunings and the and the drony things and stuff. Um, and with Alice in Chains, it's the heaviness with this really different harmony. So they, the way they would harmonize was, was very, very different. If you uh, you guys should check out Rick Beato's YouTube channel. He has a he has a, a series called What Makes This Song Great? And he has a great um, a great video on Alice in Chains and he has a great video on Nirvana. I'm not sure if he talked about the other bands or not, but he has great videos on those on those two bands where he really dissects you know, all the parts and exactly what they're doing. And when you dig deep into it, you realize there's a lot more going on than just guys strung out on heroin, tuned down and trying to, you know, sound depressed. (laughs) There's actually some really cool music things happening with that. Um, It's a, it's a, you know, and, 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 and with Alice in Chains again, you know, that's their sort of signature thing is this, these really amazing, uh, and of course, they, they have great songs as well, but that's really they're, I kind of think what really when you hear those the that that those guys kicking in with those vocals, it's like it's like nothing else, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no other band even like, like rock it. band even that really does really what they do at all. It's I mean, there's there's you know just traditional bands with the kind of harmony thing. You know, you think back on like. We go way back to like Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, or the Eagles, really known for well Van Halen with the you know great harmonies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But the way these guys did it was just different, and the music is so heavy. That's kind of the sort of interesting. It's this juxtaposition between these like really interesting harmonies and these like really like heavy guitar parts that just kind of like whoa, you know, <laughs> what, what that this is I didn't expect that. So, um, they, they are my, so let's go ahead and run them down top to bottom. I'm bottom to top. We have Pearl Jam. Number five. Number four is Nirvana. Number three is Stone Temple Pilots. Number two is Soundgarden. And number one is Alice in Chains. 
Alice in Chains. Um, some run some shout outs down to some folks that chimed in with us online. Uh, Chris Ruane really loves Soundgarden. Uh, Chris Cartages got to go with Alice in Chains. Billy Altman says Alice in Chains. Um, who else we got on here? We've got Mike Pierrock, Alice in Chains, Adam Thomas, Soundgarden, Tim Johnson, Stirring the Pot a Bit, Green River to Mud Honey, and Mother Love Bone. Would the Flannel Five be relevant otherwise? Well, great point, Tim, but uh, that's not the topic. <laughs> <laughs> but we do, we love stealing, we love stirring the pot. Um, so, <coughs> excuse me, Chad Squires, I could write an article on this question. I told him to please do, and we would read it. I hope he does. Uh, Jay Constable says, Allison Chains. I wonder if Jay Constable is actually a constable. He probably is. That would be interesting. Uh, Jason Wargo, Allison Chains. Bobby Lamond, the wrong one lived. <laughs> we never got an answer from him. Yeah, he, he hasn't <laughs> replied to that. Jason Wargo says, in order, Allison Chains, STP, Soundgarden, Nirvana, and PJ. That's like my Pearl list Jam. backwards. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> Well, no, that, oh, I think no, that, no, that, no. that is There's... his list. I think it's what he was doing. We just put the number one at the top because he said earlier they liked Alice in Chains. Mm. Uh, Brian Schmidt, Soundgarden and Alice in Chains by a landslide. Well, you got to pick one. You can't do that. Uh, Jerry Grease, they're also different from each other. For me, I uh, put out Soundgarden and Pearl Jam at the top, dig their writing, vocals, musicianship, though. I saw STP last summer and Dean DeLeo had some of the best tone I've ever seen live. No joke. Jay Wiley, okay, we saw what Jane said. He liked the Screaming Trees. Not an option. Uh, Chris Sullivan, there is no better here. It's like asking if chocolate cake is better than... You still have to pick. Filet mignon. I make Lou pick. No, you had to pick. You had to pick. Sorry. Sorry, Chris. You're disqualified. (laughs) Okay. Chris Sullivan, you missed the point. STP wasn't even Seattle. We're not talking about... There was no mention of Seattle in the the topic. So... (laughs) Um, I, I guess this, this is Chris uh, Botzer. Yeah, Staley is greater than Cornell, greater than Wyland, greater than Cobain, yeah. greater than Vetter, which is I my get, list. Okay, so. Lily, Lily really hit it with everybody. Apollo Junior, Nirvana, hands down, is the first one who went Nirvana. Mike uh, Boderman, Nirvana is my least favorite, but I love them all. Uh, Bill Domiano, 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 I can't even. <laughs> okay, you have to, Bill. You have to even. Daniel Aragon, Soundgarden, and then Alice in Chains. It's hard for me, too. It's hard. Garo Von Den, Alice in Chains, no contest. Denise Reed, Alice in Chains, amazing. Uh, Dan White, Lane Staley is my second favorite vocalist behind Ronnie James D. Ronnie is not on the list, <clears throat> so stop Ronnie's it. not on the list. <laughs> Eric Corbin says Andrew Wood. I don't know Am who I that missing is. something? Uh, Fran Crasher says Allison Chains and STP for obvious reasons. Bill Altman, Billy Altman, Soundgarden ain't grunge. Stop oh, it. And that's where the fight started. Boy, here comes more. <laughs> and Neil Young Chris started Thunder, grunge. Chris Neil Young started grunge. And I started grunge. That was not, Chris, I love you, <laughs> but that was not the question or the topic. Who started grunge was not. We just picked the flannel five. And we ranked the flannel five, and I asked you guys who were. Anywho's, it's next week. You want to make sure you come and uh, check it out because we're going to be be prepared discussing the dirt. I got lots of things to say. I'm sure you do. Lots. Because so, I'll watch it one more time before we come back. So, I want to say that I love the song "The Dirt." I think it's a it's very good cool song. I think it's a great song. It's good. The mm. whole soundtrack's great, except for one song. You but do, I'm not what do you? Do you don't like "Like a Virgin"? <sighs> okay, look. 
If Why? you're going to be Motley Crue and cover a song, does it have to be a pop song? Did it have to be a freaking Madonna? We just covered this. Madonna, Madonna, Madonna. No. Actually, I didn't hate it. <laughs> I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. I didn't. I feel I'm exactly the same way. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Yeah. I, it, I, it. What it made me think was... There were songs. <laughs> no, what it made me think was Molly Cruz should do an entire album... Of all pop. Of 80s pop songs done their way. I think it would be... Re- I just... I know it would be cheesy, but I like when bands do fun things like I kinda that. I kind of like that. Like, I would love to hear bands, like, get together and, like, cover each other's songs or things like that. Like, I think it would be fun to hear... Van Halen with both Sammy and Dave and Dave sing Sammy songs and Sammy sing Dave's song, you know, just silly stuff like that. I just think that those kind of things is a kind of one-off thing can be like a good time for, um, for the fans. When I, when I heard it, it literally was not the worst thing I heard ever. Like I everybody was freaking out really about sucked, it. sucked, but yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Like you said, the only problem I had is that they, if they're going to cover a song, why did it have to be a pop song? But it sounded fine. It was great. I mean, you know, it well, wasn't well, bad. Well, okay. I'd rather you, they cover a rock song. Okay. Then let me ask you this, because you are a Motley Crue connoisseur. <sighs> you're here like you're a Motley Crue like super fan. So the problem. if you wanted if Motley Crue was gonna Motley Crue calls you up <clears throat> and says, Lily, you're our biggest fan. <laughs> no. We respect okay. your opinion because you're on Rock Rage Radio and we love your show. We're gonna cover a song. Can you make a recommendation? Dream on. Especially because it's a little cliche, like everybody has. It is, but I want to hear them do it. Okay. It's absolutely cliche. Okay. (laughs) All right. Actually, or Toys in the Attic. I'd be cool with that. Anything Aerosmith? Do you guys want to do that? So, might be fun is for Motley Crue to do an album of Aerosmith covers. I would be so okay with that. That'd be a fun time. And then I would not leave my my house for like three days. Wow. All right, and boom goes. The we don't need to talk about why. So we're going to go over to the uh, private area for a few minutes. Get private. We're going to talk about your privates. Oh my God. So you want to go to if you want to participate in that, go to lulombardirocks.com. That is lulombardirocks.com. And we don't like you. Don't even need your email address or anything. Just jump in there. Come on over. We're going to be partying for a little bit with with a few people, um, kind of discussing the show a little bit more. <clears throat> Some other things that, uh, and telling the real dirty jokes that we can't say on the radio. So, anyways, guys, you've been listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Our website is ludinirockandrollcircus.com. Check back often. My host here, Lily V6. Lily, uh, you have a show on Rock Rage Radio. What's your show again? I do. It's uh, Hot Licks with Lily Six, Thursday night, 6 p.m. Eastern on Rock Rage Radio. Download the app or stream it right on the website. And a special th- shout out to our friends at Rock Rage Radio for running this every Sunday. We do really appreciate it and allowing us to go live on their Facebook Live channel it has uh, brought a lot of uh, new fans to the Ludini rock and roll circus and we love each and every one of you thank you john and Gigi. but uh, rockrageradio.com and get the app okay guys well if it's you like, free it's totally free and if you'd like to party with us here on the after show if you'd like access to some exclusive music and all kind of cool stuff that you can and hang out with a cool group of people there's some great folks hanging out there i mean i'm here 
<clears throat> go to lulombardirocks.com. Like I said, we don't even need an email address. You just jump in there, uh, click the uh, enter thing, and you will be taken right to the good times. All right, guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight. I want to give a quick uh, uh, shout out to the bands real quick that we played. We had Lovesick, Diesel Beast, Lou Lombardi, Strange Love, and we're going to wrap up the show with Winter's Descent. Crash and burn, Winter's Descent on the Ludini. Hard Rock and Metal Circus. Catch you you next week, guys.